Melissa, and I'm a consumer psychologist and coach who's been studying psychology for the last 10 years. During that time, I've also shown myself what is possible through self-coaching and changing the way I think about my life, and I'm going to show you how you can do the exact same. So many people are unaware that our thoughts are always within our control, and when we take control of your thoughts, you'll be amazed at going to take a minute here to share my screen so that you guys can see the beautiful PowerPoint that I made for you. If you're listening on the podcast, you're missing out on these amazing PowerPoints. I might as well have gotten my degree in doing PowerPoints. Right. Okay. So tonight's masterclass is all about how to stop feeling stuck in your career and go after the job you really want. So this is the second masterclass of March. I'm doing four throughout the month of March all geared towards getting you that job that you really want. Now, I am speaking specifically to women in STEM who feel a bit misaligned in their careers and are looking for a change. But honestly, this can be applied to anyone in any career, any field who wants to make a change and go after something they really want if they're not feeling fulfilled anymore in their career. So the way that today's masterclass is going to go is I'm going to share a quick recap of what we spoke about last week. And if you're listening on the podcast or if you want to go listen to the podcast, it's the most recent episode, which was all about why your job is not the problem. So you might notice a pattern here throughout these workshops. I'm basically walking you through the process that I take my clients through whenever they're trying to get out of feeling stuck in their career and move towards the career that they really want. And part of that is what we're talking about today which is figuring out what your dream job is. So many people have no clue how to figure out what their dream job is. And if you don't leave this masterclass without having some shred of an idea of what your dream job might be, or at least the steps that you know you can go out and do and go out and take to get there, then I haven't done my job properly. Because this is the formula that I used. It's not even a formula. It's just a process. It's a, it's a, a variety of different questions that you need to ask yourself in order to get those answers out there and a few other concepts that you need to learn. The basic process that I walked through whenever I was changing my career, for those of you who may not know, I was previously working in research. I had studied for a very long time to become a researcher. I was coming towards the end of my PhD and I really was not enjoying it. I didn't feel like this was where I was meant to be. I wasn't enjoying the day-to-day tasks anymore. I was lacking passion in it. I really just wanted to change careers, but I didn't know where to go and I didn't know what you know my dream job was. And I, I really got to that answer by asking myself these questions, these three very important questions that you're going to hear about today. Following that, we also have some questions that you guys actually submitted to me, which is very exciting, um, for coaching. So if you don't know, or if this is the first masterclass that you're coming to, I always encourage you guys, you are able to submit any coaching questions you have regarding your career, getting your dream job, feeling stuck, not knowing what to do. And I'll coach live on these calls, which is very, um, a very real way of seeing what coaching is actually like. Um, now we're not actually person to person coaching, but I think it's always interesting to see how a coach would walk through a specific problem. And in the, on the flip side, as well as that, I am helping someone out there in any way that I can, even if it's by just answering a few of their questions that they want coaching on. And then we'll wrap up today by talking about my one-on-one coaching program. So last week we talked all about why your job isn't the problem. And we need to understand that our job is never the problem because jobs are neutral circumstances, right? So 
a job is just something out there in the world, it is completely neutral until we have a thought about it. And if the job is the problem, because many people will argue that with me and say that it's their job that's the problem, then all that ends up happening is you keep on trying to change your job to change the result, which is you feeling miserable because you hate your job and you think it's a problem. You keep doing that and keep doing that and you keep getting the same result because you're not addressing the root cause of the issue, which is always the way that you're thinking about your job, not the actual job itself. Changing jobs is an action and actions do not change the way that we feel. You're just gonna go and get the same result over and over and over again. So if you remember back to last week, we spoke about the think, feel, act formula, which I like to call the magic formula, right? Because this is how results are created in our life, inintentionally, intentionally, or unintentionally, mixed words there. So at any one time, we have a circumstance that happens, right? Whether that is your job that you have, or a coworker says, coworker says something to you, you have a thought about that neutral circumstance that leads you to feel a certain way. And our feelings always motivate whether we take action or we don't take action, whether we search for jobs or don't search for jobs, whether we um, have a conversation with our coworker and confront them in a, in a meaningful way or if we're passive aggressive towards them. The feeling that we have always motivates our actions and our actions are what collectively contribute to the results that we get in our lives. So as I said, everything is neutral until you have a thought about it. And the only things that are in your own control are the things that you can change, right? Like you cannot change many, there's many things that we wish we could change in this world. Other people's thoughts, feelings, and actions being one of them, but sadly we cannot change those. Um, as well as that the past is something that we can't change. We cannot change the past. So the past is a neutral circumstance and you get to rewrite that. And we talked a little bit about this. You get to reframe your past in a way that serves your next career move. And so everything is neutral until you have a thought about it. Your salary is neutral, the past is neutral, your job is neutral. And it's not the problem because if the job is the problem, you're just changing jobs over and over and over again and never getting to a solution. It is always your thoughts about your job that are the problem, which is great because you can change your thoughts about your job in order to feel better. And so, you know, now that we have identified the problem, which was all about last week's episode, it's perfectly fine to still want to change jobs. Even if you identify your job is not the problem, I want everyone to know that that's fine. I just want everyone to be super crystal clear that changing jobs is not going to solve any of the mental drama or negative emotions that you might be having. That's the work that you need to go off and do on your own. And once you've decided, you know, that your current job or your career path is no longer for you, you'll fall into two camps. You know you don't want to work in your current field anymore because there is something else you're passionate about. Something has caught your eye and you just need help getting there, which we will talk about next week. Or you know you don't want to work in your current field anymore because you're not fulfilled and you know you want something else, you know something else is out there and there's something you really want, which is your dream job, but you just don't know how to figure out what that is. And so how to figure out what your dream job is? This is a question that I get asked the most from anyone on TikTok, on Instagram, or, um, you know, whenever I'm just talking to people in real life, people want to know, how do you even figure out what your dream job is? So I thought it would be funny to actually Google what the word, what the phrase dream job actually means, because I think that that can look different to a lot, to everyone, you know, everyone has their own version of what that is. But um, according to Google, 
A dream job is a position that combines an activity, skill, or passion with a money-making opportunity. So I think, you know, that really, I think that sums it up, honestly. And it is so important that we do discuss the money aspect of this because people are afraid to admit to themselves or people around them. Um, they simply want to change jobs because they want a job that pays more money. They, especially if they're working somewhere like, for example, cancer research or as a carer or as a nurse. And now realizing your dream job is probably not something that's just going to fall into your lap. It's, it does happen for some people. You know, there's like Tiger Woods who knew from age five that he wanted to be a pro golfer. But for the average person who only ever fantasizes about their dream job, you know, we literally, we think our dream job is a fantasy because as soon as we, you know, turn 18 and we want to, let's say, be a painter, our parents probably said, no, that's not a good career. You should go do something that you can make money in, like finance or, or teaching or medicine. And the worst thing that you can do right now in this masterclass or whenever you're trying to figure out what your dream job is, is to think that it's not possible or that it won't make you money. You shoot yourself down before you get to the dream part of dream job. You know what I mean? You, you allow yourself to fantasize for a minute. If anything was possible, if you could quit your job tomorrow and go off and do something, what would it be? If your degree and experience weren't valid anymore, what would you do? So something I like to always ask is like, if you could choose what job you were going to pick today, scratch everything in the past, what would you choose? And just allow yourself to fantasize for that for a minute, about that for a minute. And if your degree and experience weren't valid anymore, what would you do? You know, don't stop yourself from dreaming because you believe you won't be able to make money that way. You know why? Because believing you can't make money as an artist or a pro golfer or an actor or an online content creator or whatever it is, is a story that you're telling yourself. It's BS. It's, you know, people make crazy money doing all sorts of things every single day with no prior experience in a completely new field. So that belief is that. It is a belief that is limiting you. And if you believe that you can't make money doing whatever it is that you really want to do, guess what? You will focus on all the reasons why you can't make money doing what you want to do. Your brain will find evidence to support that claim. So the first line of business is even if you want to just try this belief on, like this, that's something that I like to tell my clients to do is to just try it on like a hat or a pair of pants or, you know, a pair of jeans, just try it on for the day see how it feels, stretch out and like, how does it feel to think that you can make money doing whatever it is you want to do, no matter how silly other people might think it is or how silly you think it is, try it on. So many other, look, look for examples of other people who have done that. And so really what getting to the root of your dream job is, is discarding all of those beliefs that you hold currently around what's possible for you. Because we luckily live in a world, I know a lot is going on right now in the world. So if you are worrying right now about doing like having a career change, you're in a very privileged position. Not many people in the world or a lot of people in the world can worry about that right now. And so if you are in the position where you can, you know, make this career move and go after the dream job that you really want to do, why not actually go after the dream job that you really want to do, right? So I have a process that I follow that helps my clients land or find out what their dream job looks like. 
Now, I don't say exactly what it is, but what it looks like, because we just want to get familiar with it. We want to, as I said, try on all of these different beliefs and thoughts. So before we do that, I think that we need to just have a quick little talk about money. Time does not create money. Time spent working, time spent training, time spent studying does not create money. Do you know what creates money? Value. You know your skills are valuable if someone is willing to pay you money to use them. That's how you know your skills are valuable. That's how you create value. We need to get really clear on what your current skills are and take stock. People focus so much on um, what you know, experience and qualifications they don't have. But if you choose a career or a job that you want, there are 101 ways to get there as long as you believe in yourself. Because if you believe in yourself, you will keep trying until you get there. Belief, determination, and a willingness to try and fail are the most important things when it comes to going after your dream job, honestly. And figuring out what your dream job is is really easy once you clean up all that mind drama around you know, what's in your way, what skills or degrees you don't have, what experience you don't have. We need to get focused on your unique skills and abilities. And that's really what fulfillment is. Remember, I think it wasn't last week or the week before, I spoke about what the actual definition of being fulfilled is. It is utilizing your unique skills and abilities. That's what it means. And so we need to ask the important question, what are your unique skills and abilities? And be honest with yourself and take stock. Ask yourself, you know, what are they? Are you good with sales, good with people, solving problems, math skills, driving skills, internet skills, research skills? You know, ask yourself those questions. What skills do you have? What abilities do you have? It could be something, as I said, like driving. Are you good at driving? Like there could be literally anything. There, there are so many different skills that people have that are unique to them. And then look at how you can combine them to maybe thrive in one field or another. And then we need to think about, you know, how can you best use them to provide value? And so grouping them together and looking at different career paths that way can be super helpful because once you figure out how you can use your skills to provide value, and you do the work around building yourself up and focusing on all those things and you know the research and experience that you have rather than all of the qualifications and experience that you don't have you'll start to have that mindset shift and start looking for more and more skills that you're already good at and so people often think if they want to have a career change they're going to need to do this degree and that degree and take this qualification and they need to train for 10 years and do an apprenticeship and yes, sometimes you do. If you really want to be a doctor, yeah, you're going to have to go to school again. If you really want to be a lawyer, yeah, you're going to have to go pass the bar exam or whatever the equivalent is here in Ireland. I'm not really sure. So you need to look at the unique skills and abilities that you have and figure out, okay, how can I best use them to provide value? And then you need to learn and ask yourself this very important last question, which is how much money do you want to make? People freak out whenever I ask them that for some reason. I'm wondering now, I'm trying to think back if I did whenever I first asked myself that question, be really honest with yourself. Um, and the reason that I asked this question is because this will narrow down the jobs that you go after. Simply because there are different income levels for different job types. And I'm not saying that you can't make 100K as a painter. You can make 100K as a painter, 
but you can't make 100K as someone who paints for an interior design company, you would probably need to go freelance. So, so things like that. And even if money is not that important to you, which to some people it's not, but if it's not, be honest and like your reason why. Why do you not think money is important? Because I think people are far too conservative or they don't want to come off as arrogant or money hungry. Just be honest with yourself. How much money do you want to make? What kind of a life do you want to have? And so even if money isn't that important to you, it's still important to get an idea of what income range you would like to have in order to live the life, whatever way you want to live it. And so I guarantee you that if you spend time thinking about these three things, you will figure out what your dream job looks like. Another great thing to do that really helped me was visualization. Visualize your future self one to two years from now, who has their dream job? What's their hair like? <laughs> what do they look like? What are they wearing? What is their life like? What's their day like? Um, do they work for themselves or someone else? Do they drive to work? Do they cycle to work? Do they drive as part of their job? Um, who are they with all day? Are they out in the field all day? Are they working from home? Are they traveling? Are they on, working online? Are they working in person? Do they work as a, as a team or do they work alone? And how do they spend their days? That's another great question to ask yourself. And this was one of the most important questions whenever I was changing careers. I knew that I, whenever I was asking myself this question, how do I wanna spend my days? I really wanted to spend my days creating content and working one-on-one -on -one with people. I really enjoy that creative aspect of, you know, being online and having a podcast and, and things like that. And I knew that I wanted to work for myself as well. And I knew that I wanted to have the freedom and flexibility to create my own schedule. I knew that I wanted my day to look different every single day. I didn't want to be going into an office the same time every day, eating lunch at the same time every day, going, you know, going home at the same time every day. I didn't really want to be commuting anymore. I had worked from home for a few years at that stage and I really liked it. I had, a, I have a dog and it just works out. And so I really just got to know what my day, what I wanted my day to look like. And people never think about this on such a micro level. Like what time do you want to get up? Uh, do you want to have a commute? Do you want to have meetings all day back to back? Do you want to have independent work? Do you want to work one-on-one -on -one with people? Do you want to travel and network? Like there's just so many different things that you can do in a day. So if you try to think of how you would like to spend your day, you can start seeing how, okay, well, maybe this career wouldn't really suit that because I don't really like doing that. And it helps get over some of the barriers that you have. And so get to know your future self one or two years from now. Get to know the version of you who has their dream job and get excited about becoming them and seeing what comes up. And next week, we're going to be talking about how to map up a plan to go after this dream job. Um, but I want you to see that this isn't some airy fairy fantasy job that you're going after. And it's, you know, we can make real plans to go out into the world and create a job that we enjoy doing. I did it. I help my clients do it all the time. And this is made even easier if you work with me one-on-one -on -one because I can call you out on all those beliefs that are limiting you and stopping you from going after what you really want to do and all the obstacles in the way like between you and your dream job, which spoiler alert, all the obstacles that are in the way are your own thoughts and your mindset.
Yeah. Now we are going into the coaching questions that you guys submitted. Two anonymous questions again. We had two anonymous questions last week, but that's all good. We, we don't mind. So coaching question number one, I'll just read it out for um, anyone listening on the podcast. I am currently finishing my PhD in biology and want to look for jobs outside of research and lecturing. I have an idea of what I want to do, but it's so far from biology that I feel like my degree and time spent studying would be wasted if I go after it. Okay. First of all, congrats on your PhD. Um, I completely relate to this because I kind of had an idea that I wanted to be, uh, you know, self-employed, but I didn't know what else was involved. So I can really relate to that feeling of kind of like one foot in, one foot out. Um, so you have a couple of decisions to make here from the looks of things. You can decide that your degree is a waste of time if you leave biology. You could decide that. You could decide to leave biology and love your decision no matter what. That's also a decision. You know, regret is an optional feeling. You actively choose to regret something when you decide that it is something that you shouldn't have done or was a waste of time. Just notice the way that your language is around that. A waste of time. How would that, like, how does that thought make you feel if your degree was a waste of time? Disappointed, frustrated, you know, I'm not sure what's coming up for you, but having those thoughts that, you know, oh, it's a waste, it's time, you know, I could never get back and, you know, thoughts like that. Be careful with how you're phrasing things because the brain picks that up. And that is not a thought that's going to get you to the next level. Um, you know, it's going to be scary and uncomfortable to go after something new. You know, if you're trying to get out of biology and get outside of research and lecturing and go towards something new, it's going to be scary and uncomfortable. But it's going to be scary and uncomfortable to always wonder if you should have went for, you know, what you really wanted, or if you should have even figured out what you really wanted. So I think you need to, you know, obviously ask yourself the three questions that I was just talking about and figure out what do you really want to do? You know, if you had the decision today, if you had to make it today, would you choose biology? And do you want to give yourself a timeline? Maybe sometimes people find this helpful, um, you know, maybe try and get a job in biology and then give yourself six months or, you know, send yourself an email in six months, schedule it and, you know, ask yourself, okay, how am I finding it? Do I still want to go after something else? And if you really do want to, you know, change careers and you don't want to be in biology anymore, at least you will have tried. You know, you, it doesn't always have to be all or nothing. And if you were my client, we would get super clear on what exactly you don't like about research or teaching or lecturing, sorry, and question whether those beliefs are true. And we would figure out step-by-step how we were going to take action and manage your mind along the way. So I hope that that's helpful. And congratulations on almost finishing your PhD. So coaching question number two, I'll read it out again for our podcast listeners. I don't know what career path I want to go down. I have been doing part-time work as a carer while finishing my master's in chemistry, but I'm enjoying the part-time work more than my degree. Feels like it would be a big step back to just change paths at this point. So trying to find a job that has something to do with my degree. So very similar to the last question in the sense that you're deciding to think that it would be a big step back to change careers at this point. That's a thought. 
And it's an optional thought. You don't have to think that anymore. You can choose to think that. I don't think that that's going to get you anywhere fast having that thought because I don't think that thought serves to put you in the direction that you would like to go into, which is obviously figuring out what you really want to do. So I would ask you, what exactly about the part-time work are you enjoying? You know, and could you actually do the part-time work and do a chemistry position part-time? That's always an option too. Your dream career could be three different jobs all at once. It doesn't have to be one specific job. And also, yeah, like looking at this as a big step back is just a thought that you're having. It's just a belief. And, you know, it, it doesn't sound like it's a belief that's serving you. And you don't want to shame yourself into a career that you don't really want to be doing either. So yes, sometimes, you know, that can lead, you know, you can change your career path and, you know, whenever you want. It doesn't have to be a waste or a big step back. And I know that sometimes when we've invested time and money, it can seem like that or we can choose to see it like that. And sometimes that actually can lead to some financial changes, even, even debt. Um, but those are all things that we can deal with and reframe. I'm not saying you're in debt, but hear me out here for a minute. So what if I told you you would be in debt for two years, but the whole time you would be pursuing a career that completely lit you up and you felt gratitude every day on purpose that you made the decision to leave research? What a big step back would be is not being honest with yourself and making the decision to go after what you truly want, a job that you're actually enjoying. That would be a big step back. You know, looking for a job that utilizes your unique skills and abilities, where you can provide value, make the money you want to make. And if that's not important to you, I'm just saying that because typically working as a carer, I don't think you can, you know, some people might get paid a lot of money for that. I don't know. But I feel like you might be having your own judgments about that as well. Like some, like what I did as well, whenever I was changing careers is I had a lot of shame around leaving my prestigious academic career to become a life coach. And that was only thoughts that I was having. That was only shame that I was putting on myself. No one else viewed it that way. Sometimes what we're afraid of other people thinking about us is just what we're thinking about us. And so I would really urge you to do this work understand what are your skills? How do you want to spend your day? Do you want to um, continue in chemistry? Um, maybe do that part-time? Like there's just so many different options. So I think that that would be really helpful, helpful for you to just look back and question all of that and look at, ask yourself those questions. Like, is what I'm believing true? Is this the truth? Or can I see this in another way? I think that would be really helpful for you. So my experience figuring out my dream job was, I'd say it took me about six months and I wasn't working with a coach at the time. <laughs> I wish I knew about coaching whenever I was feeling that way and struggling to figure out what I really wanted to do. But thankfully I came to it eventually and the process would have been so much smoother if I had had a coach with me. I do offer three months of one-on-one -on -one coaching because it takes 90 days to go through this process to identify the problem, which is not your job, it's your mindset, right? To figure out what your dream job is. That can take a while of a lot of coaching and uncovering and looking at our limiting beliefs around certain things. And then next week, we're going to be talking about making a plan to go get there. 
identifying the obstacles that are going to come up and making plans to overcome them. If you set yourself a goal, you take stock of where you are now and where you want to be and think about all the obstacles that are going to come up between now and then, all those obstacles literally become your to-do list. You learn how to overcome those obstacles in order to reach your goal. This is literally the step-by-step -step process that I take you on when we do one-on-one -on -one coaching together. And if you follow these steps on your own, yeah, you can guess somewhere. But why not take the help when someone who has done this before is holding out their hand to support you? You're going to have a lot of mind drama that comes up. Mind drama is um, limiting beliefs, self-doubt, comparison, shame, just feeling negative. And all of that comes up because the brain doesn't like change. Taking three months to understand your brain and how to manage your mind when it comes to reaching a goal is an invaluable skill. It's something that you can use over and over and over again with any other goal that you have. And I am literally giving you the formula to manage your mind and figure out what your dream job is and figure out how to go get it. Three months, 90 days, 12 weeks to get you to a place you probably don't even believe is possible right now. That is the magic of coaching. That is the magic of working one-on-one -on -one with a coach. And that is what I can offer. So I really hope that you all found today helpful. Next week, as I said, we will talking about this, you know, mapping out a plan to get you there. I urge you to take those questions with you because once you start asking yourself those questions and asking yourself those questions more and more, you're going to learn more about yourself your skills, how you're valuable, and how you can create value in the world and stop just, you know, trading time for money as many of us believe is how you make money. You know, you have so much value to give. And that's all from me today. I will talk to you next week for next week's masterclass. Wednesday, 7pm GMT. All right, that's all from me. Talk to you next time. Keep this in mind. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, I would really appreciate it if you could go and leave me a review. And if you want to get in touch or find out more about my one-on-one -on -one coaching, head to melissakellyphd.com. All right, guys, I'll talk to you next week. Bye.